Hey guys, welcome back to episode number 44 of Connection is Magic. Thank you so much for coming back and tuning in. This week I have on my lovely friend slash singer slash artist Zalma Bohr, who originally is from Ohio and moved to LA to pursue a career in music. She talked about how she got a physical right before she left Ohio because her sister pressured her to and Sure enough, when she touched down in L.A., she got a call from her doctor's office saying something was wrong. And so she had to scramble figuring out how to deal with a health diagnosis, not knowing anybody in Los Angeles. And then we move into how she was approached by a legendary music producer who did stuff with Beyonce and Britney Spears and Michael Jackson, on and on. And how they ended up having creative differences and how they had to part ways and how she had to bounce back from the initial disappointment of that. And then we get into when you have a vision for yourself and you know what your soul is here to do, there's going to be many detractors who try and pull you out of position from doing that. And we get into how to silence that noise so we can stay true to what we're here to do. And lastly, we get into a story about how she sadly lost her father and went through a breakup very close together and how writing a song helped her keep her sanity through that whole experience. It's a really powerful, heartfelt episode. If you haven't yet signed up to our text community, you can go to our Instagram page, which is just my name, Samson underscore Shulman, and hit the text button. That will give you access to super cool merch we're dropping soon. We're coming out with some ultra comfy Connection is Magic hoodies. Also, you'll get advance notice of future episodes and who the guest is and all that good stuff. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Shulman, a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. Welcome everybody to a very special episode number 44 with my homegirl, my main squeeze, my (laughs) my rider tie, Zelma Bohr. Uh, AKA Luam, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm a mean squeeze, I didn't know. Oh yeah, some of our talks, they've been some of my favorite talks, man, the last couple months. And I have a lot of legendary talks these days, so that just like lets you know like how much I bow to you and your magnificence. Thank so, you, Samington, I appreciate yeah. that. We, the feeling is so mutual, it's just so easy to talk to you. I feel like you are just such a light and always like have something really insightful or like amazing quote to, to share that's always relevant to whatever I'm going through. So the love is very mutual. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, it's cool to know that all these years of studying this shit is like starting to help people in some way, which is an amazing feeling, right? Like you write a song and that touches people and does that feeling ever get old? No, never. Never. Let's talk about that initial leap from Ohio to Los Angeles. Were there any bumps in the road for your initial landing? Was it a rookie pilot landing the plane? (laughs) Yes, there were many, there were many. Yes, short answer, like plenty. I always love digging deep into these moments because I think that 
it's so universal yet mm-hmm. so many people are kind of embarrassed sometimes to talk about the moments even though every single person that has a heartbeat has like felt this shit give us one of those bumps because that is relatable for others so before i left my sister was like hey you should get a physical done before mm-hmm. you leave and i'm mm-hmm. like what why like that's random so i did it didn't think much of it did my thing got out and on the way to la i'm getting a phone call from the doctor's office and they're like call us back immediately and i'm like what never a good sign That's so never a good, yeah. yeah yeah exactly so i call back and you know we're groggy um, we're literally entering la like we're mm. maybe an hour out and they're telling me like that i had all this health stuff going on mm. like, so like you got to see like a thistologist and a that tall i'm like what Whoa. are these people, you know and here you are you're trying to like literally leap to a new state and be unencumbered a bad omen to be honest with you because both my parents are from east africa you know like my parents are the american dream you know they came here and they made it from another country fought in a war you know like their story is crazy like so many other people that immigrate you know to the states or to anywhere really so for them for me to move away so far away from home and you know i i quit i dropped out of college to do this like there are all these things that are kind of riding me going just in the first place so getting this phone call made me feel like it was a bad omen like i shouldn't be doing this you know you captured that moment beautifully thank you that's that's really intense i'm on the edge of my seat waiting for how this unfolds now i'm like making random phone calls to doctors and specialists and stuff like in a city that I, i'm not so, even in so yet. these leaps to la kind of have like a loose plan in mind some plans are looser than others yeah. but like how loose was luam's plan here is what i want to know like was it yeah, just well, let's figure it out when i get there were there a couple things that you were gonna things. what was one of those concrete things though that you're like i want to go scope this out when i get to la uh well it was the hotel cafe at the time okay you know yeah. yeah. So, so the hotel cafe was a place that I really wanted to perform. Legendary cafe for those listening that don't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, I think Actually, Fiona Apple, Fiona Apple and like some other people got their starts there. Yeah. The show there, you know, like uh, Prince has come through there. Yeah. Like, but yeah. So basically like John, the person I, you know, traveled with to LA is like taking me to these appointments. Like he's such an angel to me, you know, for, for helping me out during those times. Cause it was looking pretty serious, you know? So I basically was on a medication called prednisone. Mm-hmm. So to, to deal with this situation, and I'm very careful about talking about this because I believe in, in projection. I believe in um, breathing life and, and speaking spells with your words. And so I ultimately ended up healing this thing miraculously through thought and diet and all these things. Amazing. But for the time being, I'm coming into LA thinking I'm sick. Did it get pretty rough at some point in the health journey? Yeah, for sure. And I know you can relate a lot to that too. I had a lot of health stuff. Yeah. Till this day, like my, my, my parents don't know. Did you not want them to worry about you? Is that why they don't know? My dad was also going through health things. I felt like it just been too much, but more than anything, I was like, I literally sacrificed everything that I know and so much to be here. I'm not going home. And so I was like, I'm gonna figure this out, you know, so I didn't tell anybody. I, I told eventually I told one of my best friends and my sister, I think knew. they were like, we don't know why you have this, you know, and the medicine that I was on was making me insane. Like it, it was a it was a high dose. That's a, that's a hard drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prednisone. I know it, yeah. it messes with people's moods and, oh my God. and my uh, face, weight gain. Right. I see people from like that knew me from that time period that just thought that that's what I looked like because I didn't ever talk about what I was going through. Wow. And they like don't recognize me. I'm grateful that you made it through that. 
And now you're able to use that chapter probably as a gift that, that, that now that's kind of a blessing, I think. Right. Because it helps health challenges and crisis, like really help, um, when used, like when used well, they could be kind Mm -hmm. of like a superpower. It gives you a frame of reference, you know, to tap into gratitude. I agree with that for sure. But for me, what, what this did was I was already very much into spirituality and very, I was into metaphysics and, body being able to heal itself. I was already kind of on this tip. And at a certain point I had to make a decision because who I was becoming with on prednisone did not align with me. You know, how it made me feel, how it made me look like how it made me react in my day. I was just like this, my spirit told me something's off and there wasn't enough good reasons, like solid reasons that the doctors could give me to to maintain this. So I, I made this, I made an easy choice to be like, well, I know I'm making all- an executive decision here. Basically you said, right. I'm going to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, because I'm like, well, if I really believe this, then this is my chance to, to try it, you know? So I weaned off of it and then just did, I put everything I knew into practice and I started learning about Chinese medicine and learned about how like emotions are stored in certain organs and, 100%. and then, yeah. you know, connected that back to like trauma and things that I needed to deal with that had that I believed were causing me an illness you know and this is a whole other conversation but I just want to say that because I think it's just so important to who I am right now yeah I was able to heal myself from this experience um and have and have that as a testimony it's just like a a reminder that like your spirit knows and the more you can practice the muscle to trust it the more you will find those serendipities and like the, the, you know, that magic. Another theme on the podcast is there's like a lot of false starts. People have something come their way and they're like, they get all excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being, you know, not what you thought it was. I know you worked with a pretty legendary producer. You don't have to say his name even, but let one, one of the legendary producers will say, <laughs> and you thought this was obviously you know, you probably thought, oh shit, this is going to change my life. Dig into that if you're okay with that. Yeah, totally. So I was connected to this person and truly didn't believe that I was even connected to this person for so long, you know, because I was just like, how, you know, how did you connect to this person though? Was it social media, mutual friend or exactly through social media, social media. Okay. And then we connected and we were talking about music. So eventually we met and we had a meeting and the themes for a lot of my false starts has to do with people trying to change who I was and who I am. You're still working through some of that, you know, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, this person was like, they are who they are and they've broken many artists. And so, you know, they're like, I want, I think here's what I see for you. And it didn't align with what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, And I made that clear. And I feel like me being so clear about just disagreeing, I think was the actual issue. And it wasn't like I was rude or anything. I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't really feel, I don't feel like that connects to what I'm trying to do. And, you know, I had demos and stuff that, you know, showed where I was trying to go, which is a bit more alternative. And and at that time, there were a lot of us that Mm -hmm. were making weird experimental R&B music, you know, like, and so many of the people that I know that were very similar to me in terms of style had a lot of these same issues and a lot of these same annoying meetings. So I know I'm not alone in that, but in this situation, he was kind of like, I don't understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. It was kind of just like, bye. Like, I don't wait, wait, pause, yeah. <laughs> pause. <laughs> because I worked at a major label and it's a little bit frustrating to hear this because I know 
how ridiculous this is where, you know, like an artist would get signed to a major label. They're like, whoa, you're different. We love what you're doing. We're just going to change everything about what you're doing. Like it makes no sense. Depending on who you are talking to, they're going to want a certain set of you figured out. You know, some, some manager over here or maybe that record executive over there, they're, they might want something completely different from where you're at. You know, like if I walk into a meeting and they're expecting me to have a whole, I don't know, like, a whole rollout plan situated, like what my look is and all these things that are essentially artist development, which is not a thing anymore. In different stages of my journey, I might not have had those things figured out, you know? And what I had to realize is that that's okay. It doesn't like, cause I think in those meetings, I would walk out feeling like something was wrong with me or that I wasn't as um, together or as professional as I should have been. I'd like to think that when you're trying something especially something as obscure and like abstract as doing music or being in entertainment, unless you see it happen, like you see somebody have that dream happen to them and you're right there with them. It's almost like a members only club. Like you don't know if what's behind that door of like success and, and like that dream coming true, if it's even real, because I can't go on LinkedIn, hit up Rihanna, ask her for lunch and ask questions. That's just not, you know, our industry doesn't allow us to do that. You, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you can do that and you can have a freaking career day. Maybe you can shadow that person at work. Like artists and actors and people in entertainment, we do not have that luxury. So it's almost like, is this even real? So I think for me, all of those situations allowed me to make it more real for myself. You know, having a meeting with someone who was an incredible, amazing, well-known producer that made it more real for me, you know, getting to the next thing and having the next meeting and the next tier of whoever it was that I was meeting, you know, who people that are further along in their journey than I was, it made it more real for me. I mean, I'm just putting the exclamation point on what you just shared. I thought it was brilliant. I, I feel like I don't even have anything to add to that idea. It was amazing. You know, it's dope though. I just want to touch on this because I think it has, well, you and I talk about this a lot, but like, I've been really reflecting on the idea that you are entitled to your dream. It shouldn't take another person or entity saying yes or no to you. I feel the call. Like I felt the call since I was five. One thing you and I have in common, we hustled our ass off in Los Angeles, right? And persevered through so many pitfalls and so many challenges. Um, And then we both left LA. You know, I left for two years and you're currently out of LA in Ohio, right? I mean, you're in Ohio. So I think that like something that would be valuable for people to know, and this actually came up in my meditation today, this fucking crazy again, is sometimes you got to be the bow and arrow. It's by pulling yourself back that you get that clarity and perspective on where you need to go next. And then you just like a rocket can go straight to that point. Totally. Do you mm-hmm. feel like you're reaching that point? Because in our talks recently, I'm like, dude, you're there. I experienced you as there. Even like a year ago, I think you were a yeah. different version of yourself and you didn't have the clarity that you have today. But yeah, I think for 100%. I definitely, I know what you're talking about with the bow and arrow thing. And that's such a good way of putting it. And that's definitely where I'm at now because I've removed the ask in me having my dream. Like I've removed the permission the the need for permission in all of the different ways that I think it's easy to fall into needing permission with this kind of career. 
because obviously like to make a living, you need to have people essentially say yes to you. And by the way, the podcast probably in order to thrive kind of maybe needs some of that too, right? You Absolutely. need people to get on board. Absolutely. With, yeah. But there's, but what I've had to, I think a lot of my work has to do with integration. And what I mean by that is I've had to integrate both aspects of me. If you want to say higher self or mm-hmm. the God aspect of me, if that works for some people, like that is where I'm usually hovering. But in that space, it's very easy to not think that much matters because you believe in divine timing and things falling into place. And it kind of makes you lack a little bit of luster, not in a bad way, but in a very peaceful way. But if you haven't dealt with trauma in your body and your human avatar, like your physical body that's on the earth with earth trouble and earth, it's gonna it's gonna clash. And for and for me, mine was clashing. So I could spend all day as long as I wanted to in that space of um, of my higher self and be at total peace. But for the times where I would have to drop back in, you know, pay taxes, <laughs> like, you know, human pay rent and do do human shit, I was finding a huge deficit and I was struggling, like being a person and to the point where I was like, I don't I don't want to be alive anymore. Like, this is this sucks. I don't want to. And I, and I had to kind of dial it back because what I really believe is that you come to this time-space reality. How long ago was that? You didn't want to go on anymore. When was that? Man, I mean, I think I've had bouts and, and spurts of it where, you know, like I didn't think I would ever do anything about it. But I definitely was like, I understand why people do it. When you are a feeling person, you're an empath or a highly sensitive person, the, you, the trouble of the world and the trouble of people around you, feeling dynamics, um, feeling your own stuff, your own ego stuff, your own unresolved stuff. It's a lot. It's like getting hit in the head every day with a sledgehammer and then having to get back up and and proceed like a normal person. And a lot of people feel that way. I feel that so much. Mm -hmm. I know you do. So a lot of my work, Samson, has been integration. Mm -hmm. I have to deal with the human aspect of me. I have to deal with her and and (sighs) love her and enjoy her. Thank you for sharing that. And when I did that, last thing, when I did that, now all of the problems that face me, they feel like I, I can be in it and have my feelings, but I get to, you know, jump out and look at it objectively where I'm not taking things personally as much anymore. And I'm not worried as much as I was before or needing to, to control things. So I found a tremendous amount of peace in the pulling back, like you were saying. I was on this long call the other night and talking to this really awesome girl. And she said, uh, you're do that. <laughs> talking to this awesome girl, exclamation point. No, it really was awesome. It was like a four hour FaceTime call. We met on Hinge. It was amazing. So um, she mm. said, every superpower has an Achilles heel. Mm. I think that shit's so true because yeah, you and I feel at such a deep level, I feel like, and that is a superpower because you experience like joy and the richness of life at a level that's kind of mind blowing, but then you also are more susceptible to like the swings. So you have to be that much more vigilant to stay balanced for the swings. The swings is really dope. Yeah, that's such a, wow, that's really beautiful. I'm trying to think of a superpower that doesn't have an Achilles heel, but as long as you're a human, there's always like the Achilles heel aspect of it. It's true. That's gonna be true at every level, like and every mm-hmm. level has a different devil. Have you heard that? No. Sam, these I are just amazing. Got these. I got these for days, man. I like how do you how do you 
Oh man, these are amazing. Thank you. I just, I just collect them. Like I have a little knapsack and I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna keep that one. How do you remember all of them? I'm like, it's just incredible. Thank you. It's uh sponge yeah sponge that shit it's like the all the work we do and like remembering things things like this and working on ourselves the reason yeah. why it makes sense to put in that effort is because it's like our passport to freedom i feel like that is our ticket to freedom passport to freedom oh my God. yes man stop enough <laughs> my god i know we're, we're recording a podcast but this is kind of blowing my brain right now have you ever felt like two different people like living your life feeling duality. like you're human like yeah the duality of it exactly how do i square the circle of feeling like such a spiritual being but like having a human experience that type of thing yes anything along the lines of that i think getting too caught up in the humanness is what creates suffering forgetting that you're a spiritual being having a human experience mm. right the more you can remember that i think the more it it, it insulates you from a lot, of the, a lot of the bullshit that exists in the world. That's beautiful. Absolutely. And, yeah. the, and the more you get caught up in that human experience, the more suffering there is for sure. Because you lose your perspective. Like a lot of the things that you and I had lined up for ourselves, like in our human minds and the thing, where we thought our lives were going and mm-hmm. how hard we worked to get there, those things didn't happen like how we envisioned them mm-hmm. happening, right? Would you agree? Many sure. of those things didn't happen. But it's like, I learned that it's not about what we achieve, quote unquote. It's like who we become in the process. Do you feel me? Like, I feel like this awesome version of myself that's freer and brighter and all that as a result of each one of those things, those boxes that I'm like, I'm going to check this box. and I'm going to check that box. And like each one crashed and burned. (laughs) And then I just became a better version of myself having gone through that. It's almost like a cosmic joke. It's like, okay. (laughs) You're going to set these cosmic joke. I love it. The cool thing is when you go through that process, as painful as it is, once you cross that threshold of going through all that pain to become this newer, greater version of yourself, it's almost like that can never be taken away from you. A hundred percent. Like, then that's why I was saying like this version of myself. I'm like, I really, I fuck with her a lot because there's just a lot less um, fear. And as feelings are coming, like I just totally lean into them, you know, like I've gotten very sensitive about what is going through my thoughts, what's going through my body emotionally mm. and spending time there and like unpacking it and then being like, okay, that's done. And I move on. Stress inputs are coming in all of the time, all of the different ways. If you can get to a place where you're like catching them and saying, okay, I don't need that. Okay. I need to unpack this. Okay. That's not important. I'm going to put this aside discarding yeah. like i just love that idea of just discard 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 travel light you know what i mean yes. i mean i believe this like if we're holding on to something externally that is no longer a match or a fit for us even if it's like a pair of jeans from like five years ago this might sound totally dumb but i believe it it's like all energy so it's like that energy is like old energy that no longer resonates it's like no like discard it and then you could like almost do the same internally does that make sense 100 yeah. percent. yeah and then everything's kind of matching now because exactly you're it feels good. Exactly. You're putting on clothes that you actually like. It feels good. If my room is messy and it, 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 an input stressor comes in, I might not be able to catch it because I'm already in kind of a messy space as it 100%. is. hundred percent. You're the first guest in 44 episodes where 90% of the podcast has been about present and future focus. Like we haven't really delved that deeply 
into your past. Maybe it's like you're such a different person, spirit from like where you were then. And I know we did a previous episode, which I took down. You're so far, you're like, you, you become like seven different versions of yourself. You're not even the same person. Like the person that we would be talking about from like two years ago, it's really not who you are today. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. I, I'm just so appreciating what you just said, because I think it just took me so long to get to a place where I was willing to let go all the way to let go. Letting go for me had to do with like a music career and also the way it looked and how I was going to get there and whatever. To let go of something that you ultimately know is your future and is your purpose is such a crazy thing. Because it's like, well, why do I have to let this go when it's my freaking purpose? And, like, and why am I here on the planet, right? Did you ever have that moment? Because this yeah. is my reason for being on the planet, I feel like. Yeah. And, and you know it, despite all the other things that we've said about it. It's difficult. Maybe it doesn't fully align with your personality. Otherwise, you know, you're choosing to throw yourself into a system, um, uh, a culture that doesn't fully align with you spiritually all the time. You know, that's how you really know you're meant for something is when you're doing something, even if it's hard. The reason why you're meeting me at this place now is because I've let go. Mm. And each of those 7 million versions of myself, she had to let go each time in different ways. And they're and all I, many deaths. They're like literally like a death each time. It's painful. 100%. And that's what keeps people obviously clinging to something that's like no longer a vibrational match or a fit anymore because the fear of the unknown of who am I without this is greater than the fear of just hanging on to it, right? Even though mm -hmm. it's making us miserable. Absolutely. So- but then once you realize like, oh shit, it's like you let go and you, and you feel lighter, freer and all that. Then on some level, don't you feel like, man, why the fuck did it take me so long to let go? But yet you also have like sympathy for yourself because you realize that you're just a human being doing the best that you can. Yeah. And I've started flipping that thought in my head. I'm like, man, that girl was so strong for holding on, even though it was hurting so bad. That's a tremendous amount of strength that that, that, all of those girls I was showed, you know, like I couldn't do that now. Amazing. The way I was that was, that was strength to be able to hang on. That's so yeah. interesting because Russell, you know, I talked to Russell Brand recently mm -hmm. and we talked about how, when he was a drug addict, somebody told him how brilliant he was for finding a way just to survive and keep going. You have a lot of experience with letting go. Right. And I just wanted to say, I also really love and admire and respect you so much because I've had the pleasure of getting to know and watch you let go so many times and going through it myself, understanding how difficult it is, watching you let go as many times as you have has also given me strength, you know, return that love back to you. Thank you for saying that, Luam. It's almost like we speak that same language. So you're, you really have an appreciation for what it takes to freaking let go. I've let go 17,000 times having to do it again. And I'm thinking something's wrong with me. Why do I have to let go again? Am I not on the right path? I got to read you a quote, Lamom. First rule, listen to your inner voice. Second rule, be honest with yourself. The predicament is that you listen to your inner voice and it leads you to a path and then you outgrow it. And mm -hmm. you don't want to admit that you've outgrown it because you've made a big investment in it. But you must be willing to let go to stand as naked as a newborn child again and again and again. That shit is, whoo, that shit is, mic drop. I just saw that the other day and I'm like, holy shit.
Wow. Can you text that to me? That's amazing. I will. You go through the pain and, and you're getting these gifts. You're reaping gifts. So people always need that reminder. I love having the reminder. You know what I mean? Our brain just gravitates to the negative for our survival, right? Oh, it, pri- right. it prioritizes like not getting eaten over like, where are we going to get our next meal? That's why messages like these, I don't think will ever get old because it's kind of how we're wired. Our car needs the jump start to positivity always. I feel like we always need the jump start to positivity. Is there a song that you wrote after the passing of your dad? The day I got the phone call about my dad's passing, I was actually in the studio with a friend named Jakob. And we were working on a song called Not For Me. It's the second um, song. It's the second track, but it's actually the first full song on the project. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry. And what's so crazy is I was going through, I was just kind of like, you know, licking the wounds from a, a, a breakup that had happened. And so my dad, his illness was towards the end of his life was like very long. It was kind of drawn out. Um, so I was kind of dealing with both things. I was dealing with the slow boil of his, you know, digression and then also this breakup that I had had and it felt like I had to figure out which one to manage because it was wow. too quickly and too fast and it was overwhelming for me at that time but I got that phone call and I remember Jakob was like do you want to go home and I was like no I want to keep working and because I, I just couldn't handle it I just I felt like my mind left and I was like I just need to focus on something right now and had flown to Cleveland you know um for the funeral, I asked Jakob to send me that song and I listened, I listened to it and it got me through. Like, it's like, I was my own therapist in a way for, for what was going to need, what was going to be needed. For, said, for, man, the songs are medicine, right? 40 you know? hours later, you know, do you even like, do you understand? Like I literally was making this song and in 48 hours, 24 hours, I desperately needed it. What was one of the most standout things that you were so over the top excited about? that didn't work out the way you thought it would, but that brought you an unexpected gift anyways. My last label that I was working with, there was just so much good, like, I don't know, just like, it's just such a harmonious introduction to our relationship. And that was definitely, the reason why it felt like such a high is because I was at a place where I thought I was going to quit. So... Mm. I basically, yeah, I basically came in thinking like, it's one of those things where you're like, I, I let go in a different way. I let go because I was quitting and then out of nowhere, I'm getting signed. So I was kind of like, what's happening? It's wow. crazy. There was just a lot of miscommunication in the dynamic. I'm the kind of person where if I don't, if I need to talk to you and I don't talk to you, I'm going to get a sore throat. I'm serious. Like my body does not play like wow. I'm very sensitive to that kind of shit. So I can't. Like, I feel like I'm going to die if I don't do things that I think I'm supposed to do. So eventually I got to a place where I just felt so suppressed because I wasn't doing what my spirit knew that I needed to do, regardless of why, that I started really becoming depressed. Like, for real, like it was like really bad. Like not being able to get out of bed type of thing? Like that that bad? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're like so down and you're trying to act like you're not, like every little thing you do, you think you're just being weird, (laughs) you know? True. that where I'm like, I don't even want to see people because I can't manage this. And eventually- You couldn't, you had no energy to keep a facade going basically, right? Like that's how depleted you were. Yes. Everything was like, I can't do it, you know? 
and it was all because I just needed to release this project. It sounds insane, but again, I'm I'm coming from a spiritual perspective, so I'm like, I don't know who this project is meant for. Like, you know, all I know is I'm supposed to release it. So I told them how I felt, and they were like, "Oh, whatever, release it." And so I was banking on releasing it and then getting to follow it up with a project that was going to get pushed properly. So push came to shove. We realized we were just not in alignment with each other. We parted ways, but I just released this project, you know, so I just released this project with, with no promotion. Remember you saying it's like an orphan kid out there who has no school district, who has no, no lunchbox, right? No school. box. Oh my God. And you, and you, and you know, you get it when you make a, when you create a baby and again, I was coming from this perspective where everything, like, I think I've told you, like, it was a miracle that I even recorded that project for where I was, you know, mm. like getting out of bed was a feat, get, brushing your teeth was a, a cause for celebration. That's really where I was for real, for real. Like in that situation, it felt horrible just for where I was mentally speaking. That was mm. a blow. Like I was at a place where I couldn't handle another heartbreak. I just want to say as somebody that's been there, who would constantly try and get myself up off the floor and like, then I would get something else would happen or something else would happen. Mm -hmm. at, at some point, I'm just like, I'm just going to stay on the floor. You know, it's yeah, just it's easier and safer for me right now just to stay on the floor. Yeah. Like every aspect of my life felt like it was fucked. You know, I was kind of just like, what, what, are, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what am I doing? What are we doing? What is life? What is the point of anything? Why am I doing this? Like, what does anything mean is kind of how I was. So I just needed to stop and take, just take a glance at every pain point in my life. And there were many. Now you're doing your thing in the world and obviously you're doing music. And do you, have you taken away the expectations then as you're doing music and you're just going to do what's true to your soul and take the expectations off it? Or do you still have expectations? I think that's a good question. I believe in my greatness. So like there comes a level of expectation just from that by virtue of knowing who you really are. That's essentially where, where I'm at in all facets of life. I'm letting people and things just kind of come and go. I've accepted that sometimes when your baby self has brand new tools in your toolbox, you might misuse how to use them correctly. Well said. Right. So I give myself space to totally fuck this up. <laughs> I'm not allowing people to take away what I believe we're all entitled to, which is our dream. That sort of offsets some of the, the weird vibes. Nobody can take away from me what's yours or what's mine in this case, you know? So it doesn't really matter if it's this person or the next person, like what's yours is yours. I think that if I wear that lens and, and I proceed, um, I think I'm going to show up differently and hopefully create a different outcome. Or if it's the same outcome, I can move past it gracefully without thinking it's some omen telling me to turn around and go back and do something else. If you aren't solid enough internally, it can literally make you question your greatness. Isn't that crazy when you think about it? Like 100%. The bottom line is, is when something goes away, you have to really like reel your mind back in to be like, I'm just assigning this thing to it. Like that's not even real. Like what I'm assigning to it wasn't even real. It's like an illusion. Mm. And it makes me forget how I dope it. I am. Yeah. Because it's like the minute I see that you're naked and you're honest, you're inviting me to get a chance to do the same. And now 100%. we can freaking get somewhere. 100%. But if everybody's like, 
Nope. The, re- the reason why being vulnerable is like, we all think it's cute and it's like a fun thing to talk about. And I say this all the time, like we love it in art, but we're not about it in our real life interactions. It gets too intense. People right weaponize- We have an allergy to vulnerability. Yes. You ever have a roommate that makes you crazy, but you don't tell them to like pick up their dish? Because the conversation isn't had. Yeah. It's not yeah. there. Luam, you touched my heart today. Thank you for this call. I think there's going to be a lot of takeaways for people. And where can people find you? I'm mostly active on Insta. Um, everything is underneath Zalma Bohr, Z-A-L-M-A. And then the last name's B-O-U-R on the streaming platforms, all that stuff. You know, if you feel... I don't know if you feel like up for it, give me a shout. Go check out Safe Space, man. All right. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Luan. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you too. I love what you're doing so much. I think you're helping so many people and to allow me, you know, real estate on this platform. I'm I'm truly honored. Thank you, Luan. I'm grateful for those words. I'm grateful for you. And... Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, please stay connected.